You're tuned in to The Todd Coconado Show, otherwise known as The Remnant, one of the most listened to podcasts in the Christian community. You can visit our website, toddcoconado.com, and now broadcasting live around the world from Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee, here's the host of the show, Pastor Todd Coconado. Talking about being radically thankful, radically thankful, not just thankful, radically thankful because we are still alive in a time where anything could happen and we could be at war with Russia right now, but we're not. Well, we kind of are, but we'll talk about that. We, we could have seen the Middle East escalate into a world war, but it didn't, at least not get. The bottom line is we woke up today and we had a roof over our head and we were able to eat and I'm just thankful. I'm thankful that God has kept me for such a time as this. I'm thankful that I'm able, even after being stabbed nine times at the age of 22 years old in Granada Hills, California, God kept me. He kept me alive. He spared my life personally. Even though I've messed up so many times over the years, I was stupid and did dumb things, God has allowed me a second chance, a third chance, a fourth chance. He's been faithful throughout the years. He's been faithful to give me an amazing wife, a beautiful family. I have a vehicle to drive every day. I have money that I can purchase food. Have you ever thought of just the basics in life, just the basic things that sometimes we take for granted? Well, I know I've been to the third world and I've seen the living conditions of some of humanity and I have to tell you it's real eye-opening it's real eye-opening when you see people living in uh, makeshift homes that probably couldn't even withstand a strong storm when you see people that don't have the electronics that we have that don't have the the amenities that we have that don't have the ability to go to a, a store and purchase pretty much anything we need we here in America and in the West are blessed. We've been blessed. And a lot of times we focus on what we're missing or we focus on whatever it is that the devil is wanting to distract us with and we forget about the blessings. Now, I'm not just doing this show today because it's Thanksgiving. I'm doing this show because I'm truly humbled. I'm truly humbled in my life that God has been so faithful over and over again, because I am an imperfect person. And there have been seasons where I've got off course. My mind has thought of wicked things. And God has cleansed me. He sanctified me over the years. He's helped me when I got off course. He went after the one and left the 99 for me. And I know he's done the same for you. Have we thought about his faithfulness, his goodness, have we thought about the fact that we're breathing, we're able to live yet another day, that we're able to make wrongs that we've done right because we still have more time? Friends, sometimes we just got to get back to the basics and remember the things that God has done in our life. And I just want to welcome you. My name is Pastor Todd Coconado, and today we're going to be exploring many reasons to be thankful. It's a little bit different of a broadcast today, but I think this is going to encourage you 
And it's going to encourage us. It's going to strengthen us in our faith in this battle that we're in because we are in a battle. It's actually a war. It's a spiritual war. The, the Bible tells us that our battle is not against flesh and blood. It's against strongholds and principalities. And we see a rise in the spirit of Antichrist as we know the birth pains are increasing. And we see it. We feel it. We feel the urgency. If you are a praying person, if you are somebody that prays and seeks the heart of God, you in your spirit are most likely feeling an increased urgency. I mean, just think about what's happened in Israel the last couple months. I mean, we could have seen this thing tremendously escalate by now, but it seems like it's not. It seems like we might actually get a little bit of a break here. That's amazing, and that is an answer to prayer. And I'm not saying that this is the end. I know that the enemy has plans. Many are the plans of the wicked. Many are the plans of the wicked. And uh, we know that we need to continue to pray these things down. We need, to, we need to pray and pull down the strongholds. We need to war in our prayer closets. Get on our faces and intercede. That's what I've been doing. In fact, two nights ago, I had one of the most powerful prayer nights I've probably had in a long time. Really just laying it out to God, just praying and asking for his forgiveness, his mercy, his grace on my bad attitude, on the fact that sometimes I forget how faithful he's been to me throughout my life. He's blessed me, and I know he's blessed you too. You say, well, Todd, I'm going through it right now. Uh Uh-huh. I get it. Many people are. I read many emails, many letters. I personally been going through it myself. So yeah, mm -hmm, I get it. But you know what? God's faithful. And as we praise him, even in the middle of trials and tests, something happens, something shifts, something changes. The anointing of the Holy Spirit of the living God comes upon us. It falls fresh upon us and we get rejuvenated. We get recharged. We get strengthened in our faith despite the battle, despite what's going on. And that's what the enemy absolutely can't stand because it's the joy of the Lord that is our strength. I've been doing a little bit more encouraging on the show because I know we need it. I need it. But you know what? The reason why I've been doing this is because I've been encouraged. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 18, it says, In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Think about that. It's God's will for us. He wants us to give thanks. In Philippians 4, 6, we know this one. It says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer, And supplication with what? Thanksgiving. Let your request be known to God. We need to let God know our requests because you have not because you ask not. Sometimes we sit in grief and in turmoil and we don't get into the needed prayer and and worship to break through spiritually the situation that we're dealing with. See, the devil wants us wallowing. He wants us to wallow in our misery. He wants us to wallow in feeling defeated, overwhelmed, anxious, having all this anxiety and fear and doubt. That's his plan. So if you're feeling that, he's achieved something in your situation. But here's the deal. You can break that today. You can turn that situation around today. The Lord says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer. Everything. He didn't say in some things. He said by everything in prayer. So obviously he wants us to pray. 
with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. Now, there's a word in there. It says prayer and supplication. What is supplication? Supplication is the action of asking. It's asking for something earnestly and humbly. So God wants us to ask. He wants us to ask earnestly with all of our heart, humbly before him. Here's an example of supplication. He fell to his knees in supplication. It's an action. God wants us to be a people of action. One thing that I see as a minister is I see a lot of people that are stagnant, that are stuck. They're stuck in their situation. Is this you? I'm not here to criticize you if it is, but if it's you, I'm here to help you out of it. Don't remain stuck. This is an action. Supplication is an action. It's the action of asking. Sometimes we we don't have the breakthrough because we haven't asked for the breakthrough. We've got to ask for it. And then we've got to believe it in faith that God is moving on our behalf. The problem is a lot of us get overwhelmed in the situation and we have not because we ask not. God also wants us in everything. This 1 Thessalonians 5.18, in everything give thanks. What do you mean in everything, God? In my trial, in my test, yes. In my despair, yes. In my loss, yes. When you start praising God, there's a shift that takes place. This is a, a secret that the devil don't want you to know. It's a secret, but it's not a secret. It's an open secret according to the scripture. But a lot of people don't read the scripture. They're, they're biblically illiterate. That's one of the problems and why many Christians are suffering today because they don't know what the word of God says. These things, these truths will literally set you free because the truth sets the captive free and Jesus is the truth and Jesus is the word. In everything, in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. What does it mean in Christ Jesus? It means that through what God did on the cross of Calvary by the blood of Jesus, the Son has set you free, free from bondage, free from the sin and death of this world. God is moving on your behalf. Oh, we're going we're gonna to get into some deep stuff about Thanksgiving. You're not, you're not going to hear this anywhere else. This is radical Thanksgiving because we're, this is time to be radical, Right? PastorTodd.org is the website, PastorTodd.org. And we will be right back with the Todd Coconato Show. Welcome back to the Todd Coconato Show, otherwise known as The Remnant. We're so thankfully tuned in all around the world right now. We are streaming live. And let me just tell you this uh, I'm radically thankful. I'm radically thankful that you've tuned in. I'm radically thankful that we've got a new app coming up. Uh, stay tuned. It's it's about to launch here pretty soon. And uh, if you're not on our mailing list, make sure you go to PastorTodd.org, PastorTodd.org. Sign up for the newsletter. We promise we will not bug you like some of these people do. I only send them out once in a while. Uh, I use the newsletter basically for when we need to get some information out. But who knows? Uh, we're in a world where they love to censor. And uh, we never know what the next thing that they're going to do. We know we're going into an election year. We know 24 is going to be a little crazy. But I believe there's going to be two simultaneous revolutions. And while the world is going crazy, we're going to see the Lord move. 
in a radical way in those who call upon his name, those who are thankful. And we're diving into these scriptures today because, I mean, there's more depth here than I even realized. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. The will of God is for you to be thankful. And that's with, you know, he's saying the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. What I believe is as we're thankful, blessings are released. As we're thankful for the little things, God gives us more. There's an increase because it's like the parable of the talents, you know, if we're, if we're blessed and thankful for what God has given us and then we utilize those things instead of burying them, I believe the Lord increases. The prayer of Jabez, increasing your territory because you're thankful. Be anxious for nothing. Don't, don't have anxiety. But in everything, in everything, in everything, in everything, in everything, in everything by prayer and supplication, petitioning God, humbly, asking for something, With thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. All right, now we're going to talk about overcoming challenges with a thankful heart. Overcoming challenges with a thankful heart. How do we do that? Well, let me just share some stories about overcoming adversity in my own life. You know, I have a brother who's special needs. He's been special needs since he's three and three-quarter years old. He was born normal. And at three and three quarter years old, he got croup and ammonia. And at that time, we lived in Cincinnati, Ohio. I was very young. And he uh, almost died. He, he had to get trached. For those of you who know what a tracheotomy is, he had to get traked because he couldn't breathe. He was on all kinds of medications. And he was, he was actually chewing his teeth out. That's how crazy the whole thing was. And uh, we prayed. This is actually when my mom was driving in her car. We were Catholic at the time. You know, I'm Italian. We were Catholic. I had my confirmation, you know, my communion. Uh, this is before I got saved, obviously. And I'm not saying that there aren't some saved Catholics out there that know Jesus. I'm just saying personally, for me, it was religion. It wasn't a relationship. It wasn't a relationship at that time for me. I didn't know what the priests were saying. I was, I just kind of, it was a ritual for me. And, so, and some of you know what I'm talking about. Uh, and by the way, I don't agree with praying to Mary uh, personally. I don't. I think that's uh, against Scripture. There's nowhere in Scripture that I can see. And if you if you can if you're Catholic and you can show me the Scripture in the Christian Bible where it says that we should pray to Mary, please show it to me. Uh, but I'm not trying to start fights here. I'm just telling you because I know there's going to be people who say, "Well, Catholics aren't Christian." Look, there's no denominations in heaven. So uh, I believe a a Catholic person who loves the Lord and has accepted Jesus in their heart and who is earnestly seeking his face can be saved. Uh, it's a matter of, of the heart. It's a matter of the heart. And by the way, there's a lot of Christians that claim to be Christians that don't have a good heart and that probably aren't saved. So we got to be careful with that. But, you know, the doctrinally, there are some severe challenges with some of the um, teachings of the Catholic Church of course, praying and, and you know to Mary and then any idol worship. There should be no idol worship. No gods before our God, right? But I am not against Catholics. I happen to have some dear Catholic friends, and I do believe that some of my Catholic friends are saved. And, uh, and they listen to this program, as a matter of fact, and I'm thankful for that. We are one in Jesus Christ. The bottom line is it, you have to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. That's it. So, you know, Christians got to lay off a little bit too. Not everybody is on the same journey. 
And uh, there's actually some more on-fire Catholics that I know than some Christians. Uh, one of my friends is a priest. Uh, you know, he, he happens to fight for life. He's been in the uh, in the abortion circles for a long time, anti-abortion. And I know that he prays earnestly and that he has a deep devotion to God and, and to Jesus. And he, and he prays every day. And we're actually tracking spiritually in many ways because I believe he hears from the Holy Spirit. So... Just remember, there's no denominations in heaven. There's no denominations in heaven. Uh, but we got to overcome these challenges with a thankful heart. And so anyway, back to the story. My mom was in the car on the way to the hospital, and she felt a hand on her shoulder. And it, there was no one in the car. There was no one else in the car. And so uh, clearly it was the Lord's hand, and she heard an audible voice saying, Scott will be healed. Scott will be healed, my brother. And so check this out. Uh, he, he did come out of the hospital and he looked at, at one point there that he was going to die. So my mom almost lost both her, both her sons, one to croup and pneumonia and one to being stabbed nine times. You think there's a calling on our family? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and we can overcome adversity. We can overcome challenges and we can be thankful. My mom is probably one of the most thankful people I've ever met. She's thankful that both of her sons are still alive. Now, my brother became special needs. And for many, many years, he lived at home. I think it was like 38 years. My mom took care of him every day. And I, if you have a special needs child, you know what that means. I mean, every single aspect from his bathroom needs, if you know what I mean, to changing him, dressing him, feeding him. It, it was a, a labor of love for 38 years. My mom did it until she got to the point where she had to release that to somebody else because she's elderly now and she's a woman of God. She's amazing, but it's just too much for her at this point in her life. But she's always been thankful that the Lord spared her son, even though it was a crazy trial. And even though it didn't exactly end up how we wanted it to, because we would have liked to seen Scott completely healed to the point where he was able to talk normally and act normally, but he special needs. But you know what? He ministers to people. He tells people, you know, they need to be saved. He tells people uh, to come to church. He invites people to church probably more than most Christians do. And he is a Christian, by the way. He loves Jesus. He loves to worship. So sometimes we don't fully understand the situation, why God didn't fully heal him yet. Maybe he's going to at some point. Maybe there'll be some medical breakthrough that can connect the dots of what's going on with him and why he became the way he did. I'm not sure. But all I can tell you is that God is moving in his life and he's moving in your life. He's moving in my life. We need to be thankful for the little things. We've, when we overcome adversity, maybe you've been through a, a rough marriage or divorce situation, but you're still here. You're still breathing, and you still have a lot of life to live, and your life is not done. In fact, the best is yet to come. I believe that, but you've got to believe that. You've got to speak it over your situation. See, there's, there's going to be some heresy hunter on here that's still stuck on the fact that I said some Catholics can be saved. Yeah, I said that because I, I believe the Lord looks at the heart and the bottom line is, like I said, there's no denominations in heaven, but there's going to be people get stuck on religiosity and they get stuck in this one area and then they can't even get past to see all the good things, all the blessings. So hold on. We're, we got a lot more to discuss on today's program. A lot more to discuss. Stay tuned. PastorTodd.org is the website. PastorTodd.org. We'll be right back. 
back to the Todd Coconado Show, otherwise known as The Remnant. Are you part of the Remnant Army? Are you part of Gideon's 300? Well, I hope so. We have a core group, by the way. I don't know if you know that. It's called the Remnant Core Group. And if you go on to Facebook and you search in the groups for the Remnant Core Group, you will find it. Join it. But you gotta, you got to make sure that you listen to the program and you consider me a pastor in your life. Uh, that's uh, that's it's got to be people that understand what we're talking about here and that are active in this community. We don't want just any old person because they got to be a remnant person, right? All right. Well, listen, we're we're talking about uh, you know overcoming adversity. Uh, before the break, I was talking about some of you may have been through some tough marriages, a divorce. You have a child that's unruly. You have a husband that's unruly. You, you, there's every one of us has adversity. Every one of us has adversity, but what if, just what if, in the middle of it, we would be thankful for the other things that God's done? We don't focus on the area of lack. We don't focus on the area of disarray. We, we know that God is in the process of working that part out. So we thank him just like every other area in our life that he's shown himself to be faithful. See, the devil's plan always is to distract the saint the Christian. He always wants the Christian to feel like they're overwhelmed. They're losing. He wants us to feel like we're not doing enough. These are the lies from the enemy. And this is why the Lord wants us to remain in a state of thankfulness. In James 1, 2 through 3, James 1, 2 through 3, it says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. What about Romans 8.28? You know this one, Romans 8.28. It says, and we know that all things work together for what? For good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Wow. You mean all things? All things. All things? All things. Say it with me. All things. All things work together for good. Is he saying some things? Is he saying a couple of things? Not this thing, not that thing. No, he's saying all things work together for good. That means there's a plan. And, and it's hard to see when we're in the middle of it. That's why I went, when I was talking about Israel, and I, and I broke down all the different things about Israel, the Davidic covenant, you know, God's redemption plan for humanity, and there were a lot of people that pushed back, but it was straight from Scripture. And what I found is a lot of people just didn't know scripture. They didn't know what the Bible said. So that's how they got off course. Well, it's the same thing here. You, you can get off course if you don't know what the Bible says. The Bible says you're going to have trials. Yeah, just like every other person that was listed in the Bible, just like every Bible character, pretty much all of them had some type of trial, if you think about it, including Jesus, the son of God, fully God and fully man that died on the cross. Talk about a trial. You think he had a trial? Yeah. He even, he even prayed on the cross. You know, I mean, he was going through it. But yet, he did what he was called to do. And, and God used that to redeem mankind and also to, you know, allow Gentiles to be grafted in. And this is all part of God's redemption plan. So you, no matter what you are, Jew, Gentile, anybody out there listening to this program, that means you. We know that all things work together for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Now, let me say this. 
Somebody asked me this question. They said, well, can a descendant of Ishmael be grafted in the vine? Yes, absolutely, of course. If you are of Arab descent, of Persian descent, of course you can be a powerful Christian. God wants to bless your life. Every promise that's for every single Gentile and every single Jew at this point is available to you because of the new covenant. What God wants us to do is to repent. He wants us to turn from our, uh, from our sin and our lifestyle sin, and then we renounce generational. We, in the name of Jesus, we, we break the curses of sin and death over our life. We break whatever our father, whatever our lineage did, that, that can be broke with you. That can be that can be stuff. You say, my father was an alcoholic. Well, break that curse over your family in the name of Jesus. Say, I will not be an alcoholic. I will be sober, like the Bible says. I renounce the plan of the enemy over my life in Jesus' name. This, this is why he says with all things in prayer and supplication, petition. Go to the Lord and say, I renounce. If you haven't done this yet, maybe that's one of the problems you're dealing with. You've got to, you've got to renounce. The, the evil plan of the enemy over your life and declare and decree God's plan. Step into the river of living water. He never promised that this world was going to be easy. But there's something powerful when a believer in Jesus Christ says, you know what, I'm going through it. In fact, this is probably the craziest trial season of my life. But guess what? I'm going to praise him in the middle of this. Oh, my goodness. Something happens. Something breaks. And I know this this audience isn't religious. You want to have a true relationship with Jesus. I know that about you. And that's why I can say things like, I believe there are some Catholic people that are saved. Absolutely. There's some that are in the core group that I love to death. I think they're awesome. They're they're powerful. But you know, the the religious people are going to find a soundbite and try to come after me just like they do for everything I say. Because you know why? They're, they're, They're in a in the muck in the mire they're not in the spirit of god because if they were in the spirit they would be able to sense the move of god and what god is doing but because they're in religion instead of relationship they want to bash the messenger they're unhappy they're unruly they're like the pharisees but see god is saying here my brethren count it all joy when you fall into various trials knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience There's going to be fruit that comes from the trial you're in. You've had a bad week, a bad couple of weeks, a bad month. You've lost somebody you love. You've been through something very painful. God is going to produce faith from this and it's in patience because we know that all things work together for good for those who love God and to those who are called according to whose purpose? His purpose. You see, these things have a purpose. We will understand it better by and by. But as long as we're here, we do the work of the kingdom. We can't get beat down or worn out or tired or weary from the trials of life. We must walk in radical thanksgiving. That's why I'm calling it radical thanksgiving. The more thankful you are, the more God is going to bless you. Because that's what he says in his word. He wants us to be faithful. He wants us to be full of faith. If you're thankful, that means you're faithful. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. When you have faith, 
that means you're thanking him even in the middle of the bad situation because your faith is the evidence of things not seen. You're, you're believing and you're thankful for what God is about to do. Does that make sense? About what, what he's going to do in your life. He hasn't done it yet. That's faith. Evidence of things not seen. Thankfulness and faithfulness go side by side. He wants us to be thankful for what is yet to come. Here's another one, the power of gratitude in relationships. Let's discuss how gratitude can enhance and heal our relationships. You know, let me give you an example. I'll be real transparent. I can sit here and get annoyed at some of the things that my wife does. She's a great woman. She's loving. She's kind. She's sweet. But does she have a few bad habits? Sure. But guess what? I do too. So we can each focus on each other's bad qualities because every human being has a few of them. Or I can sit here and, and wake up and say, thank you, Jesus, that you've given me a woman that has literally taken my last name, my family's last name, that loved me enough to walk down the aisle with me, that loved me enough to, to stay with me, that, that loves me, that, you know, every day we, we have a love Thank you for that, God. Thank you that even with all my, you know, inadequacies and all the, the things that I do that probably would bother other people, my wife loves me. See, we're going to turn it around. Instead of focusing on the bad, we can sit here, oh, she does this, she does that, she does this. Oh, my gosh. You know, and the devil's real good at getting us to focus on those things, real good at it. He wants us angry. He wants us, oh my goodness, look, look what they, I just can't stand the way she throws the towels in the corner. I can't stand the way that she doesn't pick up after herself when she does this, when she cooks or when she, you know, we could just sit here and I'm just making stuff up right now. But what I'm saying is we focus on these things instead of being thankful, radically thankful that my gosh, somebody loved you. Somebody loved me enough to walk down the aisle and take my name or or maybe if you're if you're a woman that you you know your spouse loved you enough to do whatever it is that he does every day even if he's a pain in the butt sometimes there are good qualities because you know why you, there had to be you wouldn't have married him if there wasn't you see what i'm saying focus on the good and be thankful that the lord is working out in the areas of conflict because everything what what did i say what did those scriptures say it's not what i said we know that all things work together for good for those who love God, but to those who are called according to his purpose. There's got to be a plan in it. There's got to be some reason why maybe it's a test. Maybe it's it's for you to be more patient. Maybe it's for me to be more patient. You know, I got I to gotta always, it's like the glass half empty or the glass half full. You know, which one is it going to be? Well, if you start being a glass half full person, you're going you're gonna to see with the, with the right kind of glasses, especially in this time. Because if you're a glass half empty person in this time, you're going to be overwhelmed. Radical thankfulness. Radical thankfulness produces radical faithfulness. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. The power of gratitude, Colossians 3.15. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which you also were called in one body and be what? Thankful. Be thankful. Ephesians 5.20, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Giving thanks always 
for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. There it is, mic drop. In some things, no, in all things. So there seems to be a common theme here. He wants us to give thanks in all things in the name of Jesus Christ, the one who died on the cross for our sins. But we remember Romans 8, 28, and we know that all things work together for good for those who love God. Whatever it is that you're going through right now, this may be, I know I'm speaking to somebody, this may be one of, if not the most difficult seasons of your life. But God is going to turn this around, and when you get to the other side of this, oh, I don't know who I'm speaking to right now, but you better hear this. When you get to the other side of this situation, God is going to give you a double portion. You are going to be equipped and ready to handle what you need to handle. You're going to come out of this victorious. You're going to come out of this on your feet. You're going to come out of this radically thankful because God is going to show his faithfulness to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God, you're good. God, you're so good. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right, listen, uh, we got to take one more break. We're almost done here. We're almost done here. God is good. He is so good. He is so faithful. Will you just praise his name right now? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you in the middle of my trial. You're with me. Thank you in the middle of my test, you're with me. Thank you that you will not leave me. You will not forsake me. Thank you that you said you're with me until the end of the age. Thank you, God, for your faithfulness in my life. In Jesus' name, PastorTodd.org will be right back. Stay tuned. All right, welcome back to the Todd Coconato Show, otherwise known as the Remnant Segment 4 of the show today. This is the last segment. We're going to wrap up the show, Radical Thankfulness. I hope that you're getting something out of this today as we go through the scripture. We talk about radical thankfulness. What I want you to understand here is that when you are radically thankful, the Lord will expand your territory. He will see there's something about the fact that in the middle of the trial, we bless his name. I don't know what it is. I, I think it blesses the Lord to know that when we're going through it, we still bless his name. When we're going through it, we still give him the praise. You know, it's worship. Um, Colossians 3.15, let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which also you were called in one body and to be thankful. Ephesians 5.20, giving thanks always for all things to God, the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I said those in the last segment. Let me get into the last thing I want to talk about here. Thank, thanksgiving and worship. How do we give thanks as a form of worship? What do you mean, Todd? A form of worship? Giving thanks? Yeah. Psalm 100, verse 4. Psalm 100, verse 4. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and in his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Why is he putting these two things together? Enter into the gates with thanksgiving. In the, in the gates of heaven, you're in the courts of heaven and into the courts with praise. So what gets you there? What opens the gate? I mean, it looks like it's the thanksgiving. Enter into the gates with thanksgiving and into the courts. What courts? The courts of heaven. With praise, be thankful to him and bless his name. This is gonna, this is gonna give uh, the keys 
for the Lord to say, look, even when this person is under trial, even when you're under trial, even when you're a test, they still praise my name. Now I can bless them. Not that he's not going to bless you anyways, but I'm just saying he's going to bless you in the times of thanksgiving. When you are thankful in the middle of your trial, in the middle of your test, and you're like, I'm going to enter in to the courts of heaven. I'm going to enter in the gates with thanksgiving. I'm going to enter the courts with praise, and I'm going to be thankful to him, and I'm going to bless his name. Psalm 95, 2 through 3. Somebody's getting a breakthrough right now. I feel it. Something just snapped in you. Something clicked. You're going through a test and you've been weary and you've been tired. And the Lord is saying right now, look, when you enter into the courts, you enter in the gates with thanksgiving and the courts with praise and you are thankful and you bless his holy name, something shifts, something changed in your situation because the devil is a liar. He's a liar. He's tried to beat you down and get you weary, but he is a liar. Psalm 95, verse 2 through 3. Psalm 95, verse 2 through 3 says, Let us come before his presence with what? Thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. For the Lord is the great God and the great king above all gods. The king of kings, the Lord of lords who sits on the throne. So what are some practical tips on developing a habit of thankfulness? What's some practical tips? Well, We've got to remember that we should always give thanksgiving. We should always be thankful to God. And and we've got to be glass half full people. So the tip is when you start feeling down, when, when you start feeling weary, and this happens to me as a minister, so I have to take my own advice. That's when you go into praise and thanksgiving. Hmm. It's when not, you know, when you're, when you're happy, yeah, sure. Thanks. Praise and thanksgiving then too. But there's something significant about going into praise and thanksgiving when you're in the trial and in the test. This is what the Lord, it's like a key that God has given us. And that's why the devil doesn't want you worshiping. He doesn't want you worship. When you start getting a powerful worship and praise, what happens? Your heart is thankful. It's a key. You're entering into the gates. You're going into the courts of heaven. Think about how significant this is. You're going into the courts of heaven and you're bringing your, your situation before the God, the, the God, the creator of heaven and earth, the alpha and the omega, the beginning, and the end. And you're, and you're petitioning him, remember, in all things in prayer and supplication. You're petition, petitioning him with, thanks, with a thankful heart See, there's something about in the middle of the trial when you're thankful, even though it, in, the, in the worldly, fleshly sense, you shouldn't be thankful. The world would say you should be angry. The world would say you should be discouraged. The world would say you should be down. But here's the deal. You, you overcome that by, by what? The blood of the lamb. You overcome by the blood of the lamb. The word of your testimony. What's testimony? It's the story of how God did something. It was meant to be evil, but it was turned around for good. God did something in your life. He, he, there's a story to tell about God's faithfulness. It's a testimony. And so here's the tip. You enter into the gate. Think about this. With, with thanksgiving in your heart, and then you enter into the courts with praise. And what happens? Something changes. 
in your life, in your situation, because you are blessing the God of heaven and earth who's sovereign, who's in control, who's on the throne of glory. Do you think this thing got him by surprise? He didn't get him by surprise. Do you think he was surprised by what's happening in your life? No, but he also has a way out. And back to Romans, to turn it around to something good. How can this be something good? I don't know. You know, I have a friend whose daughter died and he vowed, I think it was like a billion souls for the kingdom of God. You know what? I I vow from this day forward, a billion souls. Her life will not be in vain. Her death will not be in vain. I know I'm going to see her in heaven, but for now, the devil tried to take me out, but I'm going to turn this around for an opportunity. You see what I'm saying? And what happened in that man's ministry, one of the biggest ministries I've ever seen, going before kings and presidents in Africa. His church, probably one of the biggest churches in America. The ministry, massive. The blessing, the abundance, massive. Because you know why? He's a soul winner. And, and, he, and he saw the, probably the, the most tragic situation, losing a, a daughter, the most tragic situation in his life. And he could have spiraled out of control at that time. But you know what he said? I'm not going to do that. I'm going I'm to turn this into a billion souls for the kingdom of God, which sounds so insane. That's a lot of people. And they're well on their way there. Let me tell you something. They're well on their way there. Unbelievable. I was stabbed nine times. Could have been the worst thing that ever happened to me. Sure, it sounds like it's pretty darn bad, doesn't it? But God turned it around to be my testimony, my story. And now the Lord has birthed a ministry out of it. And now I'm on the radio. Now I'm on the television. Now, you know, the glory to God, not to me. He did this. You see, we, it's a teachable moment. You, we, we could either sit there and say, well, woe is me. I got stabbed nine times. Or we could say, Lord, I'm thankful in the middle of this. You spared my life. You've given me another chance. And I'm going to give you the glory. And I'm going to serve you. What is it in your life that God has turned around that was meant to be evil, but he's turned it around? If you haven't turned it around, if he hasn't turned it around yet, because maybe you've been impeding that by being, you know, wallowing in it and and being a glass half empty person, maybe that's why you're listening to this message today. God wants to turn your situation around. Whatever it is, the worst thing that happened to you can be the best thing that happened to you. The Lord is faithful and just in all his ways. Hebrews 12, 28, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, hello, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. 2 Corinthians 9, 15, Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Wow. Think about that. An indescribable gift of salvation. Friends, I want everybody who's listening today to understand what that means. That means your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You are passing through in this world. If it hasn't taken you out and you're still here, praise God. If this world hasn't taken you out by now, praise God. We're going to live here for a season. And then we're going to rule and reign for all eternity with Jesus Christ. All eternity. Streets of gold. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's going to be unbelievable. And, and we know that it's real. We know that this is the reality of our situation. So be thankful. Be thankful for what God has done in your life. 
Be thankful that you're still here. Be thankful that the Lord is with you until the end of the age. He's never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you. Even in the middle of your trial, even in the middle of your storm, he is more than enough. Oh my goodness, he's so good. He's so faithful. Praise him for every good thing that he's done in your life. Praise him for everything that he's done and watch what he's going to do. Start speaking those words of life over your situation. Start speaking words of life over your kids, over your marriage, over your finances, over your living situation. Praise his name. Hallelujah. I got to go. We'll see you again next week. PastorTodd.org. Hey, friends, thank you so much for tuning in to today's broadcast. If you're listening to this, that means you're listening to either the podcast or the streaming version of this show, which is on our social media. And we're so thankful that you've tuned in. We do these broadcasts several times a week, and uh, we are fully funded by listener support. If you notice, there's not any ads on here. We are fully funded by you, the listener. This is a ministry. I am a pastor. We are reaching people for the gospel with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We believe it's part of the great commission to go and make disciples, and that's what we do digitally and in person, by the way. And the Bible says the gospel needs to hit the whole world, and that's what we're doing. People are listening to these podcasts all around the world, but we need your support. We need your help. Please go to pastortodd.org, pastortodd.org, or toddcoconado.com slash give and become a monthly partner. And we want to wish you and your family a very safe and very blessed Thanksgiving. We have so much to be thankful for in Jesus Christ. He is so good. He has been faithful. We're still here. Hallelujah. We're breathing. We woke up today and God is not done in your life. He's not done in your ministry. He's not done in your family. He's not done in your situation. Don't grow weary in doing good. We love you. We bless you. We'll talk to you soon.